You're listening to Let's Stay Together, which is a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. (laughs) I wanted to be excited at the front this time and not the end. (laughs) Today we're discussing chapter 17 and 18, um, and we're just going to go straight into it because we don't have any announcements or anything this time. So summary, discussion, and spoilery discussion, just like we always do. So break. (laughs) Yeah. So chapter 17 begins with the sound of the school bell. And the gang's teacher is saying that it's a uh, time for pencils down. One of their nameless classmates is like, nobody uses pencils anymore. Everyone uses mechanical pencils. To which she replies, shut up. He leaves 10 points. <laughs> She's my teaching spirit animal. <laughs> if I ever go back to teaching, I guess I'll do that again. <laughs> uh, anyway, Toru stretches and sighs a sigh of relief uh, because final exams are over. And Toru thinks that, um, she loves the feeling of freedom after, but studying beforehand is pretty hard. Yuki pops by to ask her how it went, um, to which she hops up excitedly and replies that it went well, and she was able to answer more questions than usual. Um, Uo and Hana also come over and congratulate her. Hana says that Toru is the type who can get anything done if she puts her mind to it. Toru says that Yuki helped her study, um, which we did see in like an earlier omake, um, mm-hmm. if you remember it. I don't. I don't think that's what she's referring to, but... It reminded me of that. <laughs> and um, we also see this little flashback of them studying while Shigure is like teasing them or something. And, and there's a little note that says Shigure gets in the way, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, she, Toru thanks him and Yuki smiles, his lovely, beautiful, genuine smile and says, oh, like, come on, I didn't do that much. And all the fangirls uh, in the foreground are freaking out. And they're like, oh, my God, Sobakun is smiling. What are they talking about? And they want to find out, but they're afraid of Hana. So they don't. <laughs> Speaking of Hana, one of the classmates is like, hey, Hanajima, I bet you did great because of your waves and junk. And then how did how did you do on last year's finals? And she's like, well, let me think. I needed supplementary lessons every day and my parents were called in for conferences. Yes, mother was crying. And then, of course, the response, the response is like stick figure silence, as Takaya is fond of doing. And the kid is like, but your sixth sense to which Hana says a sixth sense can't make up for a total lack of common sense <laughs> Uo says relax Hanajima there are a lot of successful people who are stupid and Kyo was like you talk about me and Uo was like I sure am <laughs> and he's like I never had self-made lessons or I had my parents called in and so they keep arguing and one of uh, I think some guy in their class who I think is one of Kyo's friends because he calls him Kyokyo. So he's like, Kyokyo mm-hmm. actually does study. And Uo is like, oh, you're one of those guys that studies all the time and ends up studying all the wrong things. And the friend is like, you didn't do that again, did you? <laughs> Which was like... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they continue bickering in the background and Yuki's talking to Toru again. And he's like, well, Kyo was up in his room a lot. And Toru is like, yeah, I guess he must have been studying. Toru thinks with this kind of relaxed smile on her face that it's strange to think of Kyo studying that moving around energetically suits him better. Her thoughts are interrupted when she gets called over by their teacher. Uh, they have a conversation kind of away from everyone else. And the teacher asks something and Toru looks a bit surprised. And then she lowers her head, I guess, like, I don't know, shamefully. And we see little sweat drops that I guess indicate that she's embarrassed, but the teacher seems to wave it off and smiles. Um, you can Kyo see the exchange, but they don't hear it. So they're just kind of left wondering about it. Um, and I love how they're both like watching out for her. Like they're both there. Like first they were kind of arguing, like Yuki came over to talk to her and Kyo was separate, but then they're shown together when they're like watching after her, which I thought was cute. Mm -hmm. 
Um, when Toru returns, Yuki asks if something is wrong, and Toru is like, uh, um, I just have to work hard. Go work, go! And Kyo and <laughs> Yuki and Hanau are like, um... <laughs> she's what she says in the in Japanese is Baito Baito, because Baito is... Aru Baito means part-time job. <laughs> I remember this very clearly from the anime, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> uh, go work, go! Or go work! It seems a little weird, but then when you, you hear learn that it's that, it makes a little more sense. <laughs> So we cut to Toru at work, and Momichi is helping her out, like, scrubbing the floor by hand, which is a little weird, but whatever, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I like that there's this little tiny detail that one of Momichi's, like, knee socks has kind of fallen down because he's been helping Mm her. I don't know if you noticed that in the the drawing. I noticed it. Um, He says that he's happy her exams went well and it's almost time for spring break, which is exciting because Momichi has a present, and Toru asks what the present is, and he says it's a secret until they get back to Sugar A's. Also, all the other cleaning ladies are standing around at the end of that kind of like scene. They're like, who is that kid? Where did he come from? (laughs) (laughs) Toru and Momiji return to Shigure's house and Yuki is behind them. So maybe he like let them in or went to the door to greet them or something. And he's kind of like, uh, like he has this look on his face. Momiji says that it's the first time he'd been to Shigure's, which is interesting because I thought that he had been before, but I guess I'm just not remembering that correctly. And they all, all of them comment about how hyper he is. Like, that's why Yuki was kind of like, like meh. In the first thing, and Kyo has come out of the Kyo's out of the bath, and he's like, "Ah, oh, what are you doing here?" And Shigure is like, "Oh, you're so hyped up for this time of the night." Like all of them comment about it. Um, mm-hmm. Like of course, Yuki and Kyo would be annoyed, especially Kyo, who has just come out of the bath and starts to like nugi Momiji immediately, which makes yeah. him whine in his like adorable way of doing it. But yeah, it's funny that all of them commented on that. Mm-hmm. Um, once everyone has settled down. And had and I think Toru got some food for Momiji. Momiji says that he has a question for Toru. The question is, when the snow melts, what does it become? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he asks he asks what day it is, and she's like, Oh, it's the fifteenth, which is the day after White Day. So a couple of a couple of episodes ago, or maybe in a couple of episodes, we've talked about various like Japanese holidays and traditions and junk. So if you don't know, I, but I, I feel like maybe the audience for this podcast is familiar with that. So probably. yeah, probably. But if you if you don't know what White Day is, White Day is March 14th. It's like the month after Valentine's Day. Um, and people who received chocolate are supposed to give something back in return. And by people, what I mean is like girls give guys chocolate on Valentine's Day and then guys are expected to give something of greater value as a return gift on White Day. I learned this from playing Harvest Moon. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I probably learned this from this anime. I wouldn't be surprised. This is the first time I heard of it. This is the first time I was like actively understood it because you have to give something back. Oh, you, you, yes, they give you a gift. You give them a gift back, or <laughs> vice versa, whichever one you're playing as. So. Interesting. There is a cool. There's an interesting. Um, and like even for people who know who knew about this, there's a there's a Tofugu podcast about about White Day or about giving chocolate. Um, so I'll just like post a link to it as a kind of minor side note if you're interested. But yeah, that's anyway. That's why he's here to give her a gift if you weren't aware of that so Momiji announces his gift will be a trip to an onsen and Toru was like what <laughs> <laughs> I think she says huh or something in the translation or whatever he calls it mine and Toru's steamy onsen heartful tour <laughs> which I'm thinking of naming the episode that <laughs> and Shigeru is like, like you don't have to name it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> And uh, Toru finally reacts, other than her, like, huh? And she's like, I couldn't go to such an extravagant place and forget about mom. I wonder if she would forgive me. And Toru's like, it's just nonsense. It's not a big deal. Uh, they eventually, like, huh? 
you said Antoru was like oh sorry <laughs> Shigure is I know Shigure is like it's just outside it's not a big deal but eventually they convince her that it would be a good chance for her to relax and to rest and Momiji's bubbly speech bubble says that if Toru is happy Hermoti would be happy too and then he's kind of like oh maybe you don't like it but she's like of course I do and she's grateful and she says tears welling up in her eyes and Momiji says um that you can kill her coming too and Kyo is like you can't just make direct decisions for other people and Momiji with his little bunny ears poking out is grabbing Kyo and being like what you're not coming and Yuki says that he will go so then of course Kyo is like there's no way that I'm going <laughs> um, so um Shigure butts in and is like oh, sorry to bring this up at the most awkward time possible, but your grandpa <laughs> called and said that you didn't pay your deposit for your class trip and that he could pay if he has to, which is like, you're like, oh, sorry to butt in, but I just remembered this incredibly awkward thing while every single person is in this room. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Good job, Shigure. But of course- so I love the little doodle of her grandpa holding the phone. Yes. <laughs> every time there's a doodle of her grandpa, it makes me happy. Every time I see her <laughs> grandpa, I'm like, oh, like he was in the, of course he's in the anime episode that we'll talk about later this week. But I was like, yay, Grandpa's here. It was like the one where he they were like, oh, we left her to go to Hawaii. And he's like <laughs> singing the Aloha song or whatever. Um, anyway, Toru was like, no, he can't. And in a blushing and with a lot of blushing and sweat dropping says that a lot happened last month. And she already arranged to pay for it with her teacher. And she apologizes for making them worry. And Kyo and Yuki realize that that's what she was talking about. Like they should have a little tiny one panel like flashback to her talking to the teacher. Shigure says... She's like, but Torokun, you work so hard. Where did all the money? And then he, at that moment, he and Shigure, wait, no, he's Shigure. <laughs> he and Yuki and Kyo. I'm so, having trouble identifying Shigure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. In my note, it says Kyo, Yuki, and Shigure, but of course, like, Shigure is the one talking. So anyway, whatever, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so at that moment, they all realize where the money went, which was to getting them all chocolate, of course. Momiji and Toru continue talking in the background because Momiji doesn't notice or think about it, I guess. And Kyo suddenly interjects and he's like, you id! Which shocks both of them. And Takaya draws that little rage meter that represents how angry he is and it shows it transitioning down to him chilling out. And eventually, Kyo manages to squeak out, the bath, you go. And Toru's like, ah, oh, and then like gets up and leaves and goes to the bath. Kyo, like, flumps down, like he's exhausted from controlling his anger, I guess. Or his, in this case, I think it's frustration. If I say the word anger, I think it's like, you could substitute it with frustration, because it's not like he's mad at her. He's, like, angry that, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that she's she... also got, like, I think five little, like, anger pots <laughs> on him. Yeah, he's, he's just he's just exuding anger. Um, <laughs> Shigure comments that he controlled his anger well, and they all talk about why you know, why didn't they realize? And Kyo goes into a full frustration rant saying that they can't tell because she's always smiling. Why does she have to be like that? She only makes things harder for herself. She could have just used the money for herself or like used it to pay her, her uh, class fee. And one day she'll regret it. She'll be at a disadvantage her whole life. And Momiji quietly is like, Hey, listen, (laughs) and he cuts into a story. Eating a snack during Kyo's rant. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't, He's not phased by Kyo's rant at all. He's just like chomp chomp. I think there's a little like munch munch sound effect while he's eating. <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey. At school, one of his classmates brought in a book of short stories, including one called The Most Foolish Traveler in the World. In the story, while traveling, many people tricked the traveler and took advantage of his generosity. Wherever he helped people, whenever he helped people, 
Tears would stream down his face and he would say, please be happy. Once the traveler gave away his last belonging, he was naked and he was ashamed to be seen. So he went into the creepy, creepy forest where he met monsters who also wanted things from him. They wanted to eat him, and so they tricked him as well. And there's like there's dialogues for all of the people as Momichi's talking about this, being like, my kid is sick, or my sister is sick, or whatever, um, including the monster. And the monster is like, my child is sick. And there's a little tiny note pointing to it that says clever, question mark, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it's like they used, I think it says like the monsters used their clever tricks to, or clever, mm-hmm. said clever things to him to get him to give them stuff or whatever. Anyway, of course, the traveler gives the monsters his arms and his legs, and eventually he was just ahead, and he gave his eyes to the last monster that he met. Um, and the monster gave him something in return. He was like, here, you can have this in return. He, he drops a piece of paper with the word fool written on it. The traveler cried and said, thank you, thank you. Is this the first time that anyone has given me anything? I'm so happy. Thank you. And the traveler died while he was crying. At the end of this horrifying children's story, <laughs> Yuki, uh, Kyo, and Shigure just remain kind of quiet and contemplative. And Luigi continues that all the other kids laughed. And when we see in his memory, they're all like, oh, what a loser. But Momiji says that he closed his eyes and he thought about the Traveler and how lucky the Traveler was. And Shigure smiles and pats Momiji affectionately on the head. And Momiji continues, loss, suffering, it's pointless to think about them. The Traveler didn't know about them. It might seem stupid to some people, but it's not stupid to me. I won't trick anyone, even if other people think that person deserves it. I just want to make them happy. Momiji looks up with a knowing smile and asks, Yuki Kyo, do you really think that's stupid? When you close your eyes, what do you think? And we see on a like a full page panel, Yuki and Kyo looking contemplative still with floral imagery kind of surrounding them. And a drawing of Chibi Toru bringing them some like hot food or tea or something. She's using oven mitts. And the dialogue overlaid is, oh, how? And like the translation is a little interesting. I thought I was like, what is, how, what? And so <laughs> I looked at the Yen Press one as well. And it says, oh, what a wonderful. So it's kind of like, um... I'm not sure how to, it's kind of a weird, like, thing to interpret. But anyway, I guess we can discuss that scene. Mm-hmm. I'll go. We see at the bottom left-hand speech bubble at the bottom of that page. And we transition to the next scene, which is the next page. It's the next morning. Kyo, in his classic crop top outfit <laughs> that he is known for throughout the Phantom, <laughs> talks to Toru as she hangs up the laundry. And Toru's like, oh, good morning, Kyo. And Kyo continues, the onsen, I'll go too. It's like, Kyo, learn how to say good morning. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I guess he's being very direct and to the point. Like, I've been up for hours. <laughs> i got to figure out how to tell her that I'm going to go to the onsen, too. And then he just goes, I'll go to the onsen. I'll go. <laughs> oh, Kyo, you're so precious. Um, he explains that his return gift to Toru will be to put up with Yuki. He's like, I don't know if you care or whatever, but... And still holding... So, like, when he walks up to her, she's, like, holding something like she's about to put it on the line. And she's still holding this, like, towel or whatever she was hanging up. And she, like like clenches it like she like um brings her arms together and she's like no i do care it'll be so much better with you there i'm so happy thank you so much and she says i'm so happy thank you so much twice (laughs) and she's still like clutching the towel and kyo is shocked i think at her enthusiasm but he eventually responds with this look of like i don't know like affectionate concern is what i I think it's also that her words are like the same ones from the story yeah you're right happy thank you so much thing yeah you're right Mm mm-hmm I should have noticed that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's like like, like Momiji nailed it with the story. Yeah. Um, 
And Kyoru eventually says, like, you really are hopeless, which is really adorable. And I think we see Toru's reaction, too, which is also a little bit surprised looking. And then Omiji pops in and breaks up the moment by saying, Kyo's got the hots. And so he blushes like <laughs> mad crazy. And we see this like small eyed, like surprised Toru face too. And of course, he's obliged to reply, I do not. And so they bicker. Um, Yuki, who's finally woken up and come downstairs, is like, What's all this racket? And Toru greets him. And she's like, Good morning. It says, Kyo will be coming to the onsen as well. And Yuki also seemed a little surprised and then annoyed. And he's like, First the date and now this too. Um, and he's like, well, I guess there's nothing that can be done. So he seemed annoyed about it, which was interesting. I like how Yuki hasn't even managed to get his shirt buttoned. Momiji but <laughs> <laughs> well, is still in his jam jams. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just like a fabulous floral shirt. But if you look in like the next in the next chapter, he's wearing a different shirt. So I think he's still in his pajamas mm-hmm. when he starts to be annoying. So <laughs> anyway, the last panel um, is Momiji and Toru saying that they can't wait to go to the onsen. And there's a little like... Um, text block at the bottom that's like the steamy onsen tour is about to begin or something it's like and so our team steamy onsen tour begins uh, which is funny all right so going into chapter 16 uh which immediately follows this it's like the events of that day so the chapter opens with momiji toru yuki and kyo arriving at the onsen oh also i guess if you don't know what an onsen is if you don't know what white day is and you don't know what an onsen is an onsen is a hot spring um that's been i guess like turned into i guess i don't know if once that is the word for just like hot spring in general or if it's just like the word for one that's been like brought into a place where you can go bathe in it fancy versions of them yeah and then they go to stay at an inn um like Mm -hmm. they you can go and stay at places where they've built like buildings around the onsen so that you can stay in like a fancy inn near the Mm -hmm. bath and go and bathe in the hot spring and then chill so it's like it's supposed to be a really nice relaxing vacation According to Wikipedia, an onsen is a Japanese hot spring. The term also <laughs> extends to cover the bathing facilities and traditional things frequently situated around a hot spring. Nice. I was right, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's almost like I learned something after being an anime fan for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> Toru, uh, Kyo, Yuki, and Momiji arrive at the... Oh, see, I said them in a different order than what's written mm-hmm. in my notes, and so I have to make sure I covered all of them. They all arrive at the onsen. Not Shigure. <laughs> Not Shigure. He's not there. <laughs> conspicuously absent um, Tori says the inn is so pretty and she's like getting to go to an onsen and getting to go to a charter bus and she thinks about it and then out loud she says I feel like a princess when Luigi's like princess Toru and it's really cute this is Toru the charter bus <laughs> Toru princess Toru the charter bus <laughs> yeah it's like it's funny that I don't know it's perspective okay. um so anyway a ghastly looking woman slides open the door and welcomes them to the inn. And Takaya uses another like kind of ghosty figure silence panel or like what mm-hmm. I, I just, every time she uses them now, I'm, I'm assuming that that means that it was like a, mo- a silent awkward pause. I, I love the, uh, I love the little like ghosty figure of the onsen lady. <laughs> what does it look like? She's like slumped on the little figure slumped on the door. <laughs> We gotta know where everybody is standing with the ghosty figures. It's not like she's just there. (laughs) Yes. The other one earlier, it was stick figures. So it seems like she's still like alternating back and forth. But like, I guess like outlines versus stick figures. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if there's a word for that. I I call them ghosty figures because I drew figures like that for a work thing once. And another person called them ghost people. She's like, Mm -hmm. who drew the ghost people? And I was like, they're not ghosts. They're just like abstract figures. But anyway, I thought it was funny. So that's. That's, that's my term for it. <laughs> I feel like it's accurate, though. Anyway, so we see the ghost people, and then 
<laughs> Momichi pipes up and it's like, she's the concubine. And Yuki's like, she's the, don't you mean she's the concierge or whatever? <laughs> Which was funny. Um, I was wondering uh, if you knew what that up. was in the Japanese. I did look like, it up. That pun was. Yeah. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> Let me tell you what it says. Momiji says, Meisho-san. And Yuki is like, Okami-daro. So he's like, Okami is like the proper word. And when it goes to the chapter, like they keep calling her Okami-san, Okami-san. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what Meisho is. I looked it up. And Jisho, like typically when I use J- like Japanese dictionaries, I use Jisho.org. So Jisho didn't have a thing for it. It might be like a short form of another word that I don't know, which it, it probably is. Um, but like in the Yen press version, it's also translated to like mistress. And Momiji says like, she's my mistress. And Yuki is like, I think you mean she's the hostess or something like that. Hold on, wait, I can mm-hmm. tell you exactly. I brought them all here. I thought you might ask. <laughs> and I was like, I can't figure out what this word is that he says. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, she is slumped against the door. <laughs> you can see it now. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Um, she says, so when she says she's my mistress, and Yuki says more like the hostess. So <laughs> does that answer your question <laughs> as thoroughly as possible? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Just it wasn't even like close. It wasn't like a like a play on words. Like it wasn't a play on Okami either. So, like, that's why I thought it was kind of confusing. I don't know why he picks that word. I assumed it was was something like that. No, it's not. It's usually a pun in Japanese. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a really weird one. Like, that, I can't... You can usually... Yeah, because usually you can see, like, things like that, and you can go, oh, that was a pun in Japanese. It's like the... struggle to translate. It's like when Tori was like, a fu, a fu, a fu, and he's like, a fork. But in Japanese, it was like a guy... Ga, ga, and he's like a ga, which is like moth or whatever. Yeah. That was funny. That was something that I learned this time we read through it. Yeah, no, it's not a, it's not, I don't know. It's it's a definitely a pun that I don't understand. It's definitely supposed to be a pun. Or maybe mm-hmm. Momichi's just being weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it could just, he just, it could be that just said what he thinks the word is, but I, I don't understand what the word's <laughs> supposed to be. It's clearly like, Momichi's dialogue in Japanese is really interesting. Like, his dialogue often uses, um, a lot of like katakana so like katakana is you know in japanese there's there's kanji which is like the characters that are from adapted from chinese there's hiragana which is uh phonetic and then there's also katakana which is phonetic and is used for foreign words you probably know this i think yeah but sometimes katakana can be used like all the sound effects are usually written in katakana also, um, which is how I knew the school bell was ringing, because it says King Kong Kang Kong or something like that mm-hmm. in the in the background. And like, uh, it, so sometimes it's katakana is also used to represent a pronunciation. Sometimes foreign words are, or sometimes words that are like foreign that are shortened, or sometimes it's a word, a Japanese word that's shortened. It's also represented with with uh, katakana. So in this case, I think it's some Japanese word that I don't know that's represented. It's shortened. It's abbreviated that he's saying, but he says sometimes like when he says Toru, it's written in katakana as well. So like in his, in his, um, me and Toru's like hot spring tour, like the name for that, which I also looked up because it says heartful hot spring tour. And I was like, maybe it says heartful in there, which it does not, <laughs> but it says Boku to Toru and Boku is me. You know that probably. Mm-hmm. And then Toru, but it says it in katakana and not kanji or hiragana what the way that you would normally write it so i don't know if it's just supposed to like represent something about the way that he pronounces words i don't know if it's like i don't know i'm i've seen that a lot in his dialogue specifically i think it has to do with the way that he talks it's something about the so i don't know i i don't have a good explanation for that but 
Hey friends, this is Ellen from the future. I just wanted to report back that after we recorded this, I finally figured it out. And the way that I figured it out was by checking the original 2001 anime, because I thought that I maybe read the Japanese wrong like a chump, because I'm still learning, or maybe I wasn't looking in the right place, so I wanted to check and make sure that Momiji did pronounce the word that way, and he did, and on top of that, they explained the joke, which is that he pronounced the kanji for the word okami wrong. So, what he says is meisho. The word that they're saying to describe the hostess, the name for the hostess, or whatever, what a hostess is called, is uh, okami, which is made of two kanji. One is the word for woman by itself, and the other one by itself means commander. They have different, multiple pronunciations. So one pronunciation of the first kanji is me. One pronunciation of the second kanji is sho. So when Momiji says it, he reads it as me sho, which is not correct. Often when you combine kanji together, they have certain pronunciations when they're combined in a certain way. And in this case, it should be pronounced okami. And that's the joke. So I think the interesting thing about this is that the choice on the part of the translators, it's a difficult thing to translate because it's like, yeah, like, using the wrong word is funny in English, but in this case it's, like, kind of a more specific facet of Japanese that's not really necessarily directly represented in English. Like, it's more like saying something wrong rather than using a completely incorrect word. And I think also the choice that the translators make to call it mistress versus hostess and concubine versus concierge give it a specific connotation that it, this joke, like, doesn't necessarily have in Japanese, because as far as I can tell... Misho is not a real word, or it's not a shortened form of a real word, like I thought when we were talking about this before. So, I just want to drop in that, because I finally explained it. And now Kayla knows too. Hi, Kayla. Alright, I'm going to get back into the regular action. Bye, friends. Anyway, and then he continues to call her that, which is also funny. <laughs> so, speaking of the hostess, which is what I refer to her as, <laughs> um, like, much like Michan, who's Shigure's editor that we met, I think, last chapter? Yeah, last chapter. <laughs> uh, much like her scream begging, the hostess scream invites them in, and Toru is like, yes, ma'am! <laughs> Yuki, uh, Yuki and Kyo, while they're walking through the... Uh, the hostess is taking them to their rooms, and while they're walking around, Kyo and Yuki are like, I don't know, eye-rolling, or they're kind of like shifty-eyed looking around at the onsen as they're walking. Um, and Momichi says the concubine, I mean hostess, is <laughs> also a Soma, um, who lives here at the onsen for health reasons. Um, and she apologizes. The hostess apologizes for scaring them and Toru. And, and Toru says it's okay. It must be hard on her health. And that her health is the most important thing. And the hostess remarks that Toru is kind and thanks her. She also asks about Shigure, uh, who isn't coming because apparently it's a deadline. And Toru wonders if the hostess knows about the Zodiac. She takes them to the boys' room. And Kyo complains about having to share a room with Yuki. And Momiji's like, oh, you just want to share a room with Toru. And Yuki is like, disgusting. And the hostess freaks out with her scream yelling and is like, Kyo-chan, even if you are the cat, I believe you were a good boy. When did you become such a lascivious child? Shit, lascivious child. <laughs> I had to look up how to say this word. Lascivious? Yeah. Lascivious. I thought it was lascivious, but. Uh, let me. <laughs> no, I guess. <laughs> Good, I'm glad we're on the same page. I was like, am I the only one who doesn't know? <laughs> it doesn't get said very often. It gets written fairly often, though. I listened to it in this Google dictionary, and it says lascivious. Here, I'm going to send it to you on Skype. <laughs> Today we learned. I also had to look it up because I was like, I'm pretty, I don't think I've heard, I feel like I've heard that word before, but it's like not a common one. Like I would pick like, if I was going to say that, I would pick like lewd or salacious or something like that. Lustful. Lustful. 
<laughs> naughty. Anyway. The naughty boy. <laughs> Kyo's a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she freaks out. She's like, you were a good boy. When she becomes such a lascivious child, how frightful. And he's like, you're the one who's frightful. And so she scream apologizes to the world for his lasciviousness. <laughs> Anyway, later in their room, Kyo is like, ah, oh, it's finally... Oh, and he, he acquiesces to staying with Yuki or whatever. Later in their room, Kyo is like, ah, oh, it's finally quiet. And Omiji suggests that they go to a bath before they have dinner. And he says to Toru, let's go together. And she's like, okay. And meanwhile, in the dark corner of the room, Kyo and Yuki are silent. And Kyo gets up and starts nugging Momiji again, I think. And it's like, you're the most lascivious of all. Yuki is kind of in the background and he notices a package in a bag. I guess it's his bag. And he picks it up and kind of looks at it. He says to Momiji not to be so selfish. Um, he didn't bring Toru there to annoy her, right? And Tiri Chibi Momiji thinks about it. And he's like, nine. Um, Kyo sighs. As if everything has finally been taken care of. But then Momiji adds, let's sleep together tonight, okay? And Yuki and Kyo are like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so they all go out to bathe in the separate baths. Um, and Momiji, Toru is like, oh, this is so big enough for Momiji to splash around in here. Which, of course, is what he's doing, which is hilarious. <laughs> I think, like, in the, the original anime, he's, like, fully swimming around, which is really funny. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to do, I guess, FYI. <laughs> yeah, and Yuki looking mildly annoyed in the back. They're like, we're just trying to relax, and fucking Omiji is, like, <laughs> energetic all over the place. <laughs> Toru says, it's her first open-air bath in a hot spring. I guess, like, it's kind of, um, it's kind of expensive to go to a hot spring, so maybe they didn't, you know, maybe they couldn't afford to travel or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised, because it was just her and her mom, right? Yeah. Um, so she pulls out a picture of her mom that's like wrapped in like a plastic her bag. Mom be allowed in one. Oh yeah, that's true. I wonder if she has tattoos or anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's not stated, but I guess she mm -hmm. might. I don't know if yeah, girl gangs are. To me just now. <laughs> I don't know if girl gangs are big on the tattoos. It's like not. She's not like she was in the yakuza. It's just no. <laughs> uh, who knows? I don't know. I'm, but I'm sure. Like regardless, they probably it wasn't something they were able to do. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, which is also partly why Toru thinks it's so um, lavish. I almost said lascivious. Toru thinks yeah. it's so <laughs> lascivious. So naughty. So <laughs> Going to the onsen, so naughty. <laughs> um, I think that's partly why Toru thinks it's so lavish, because they have, like, a chartered bus, and, like, they're going mm. to, they get, like, private. Essentially, like, I don't, they're the only ones there. I don't know if it's supposed to be that they have private baths for their rooms, which is also typically more expensive if you're going to an onsen. So like, but then the hostess comes and joins her, uh, joins Toru in the women's bath. So maybe they're public, but I don't know. Um, they're definitely by themselves, which is I think pretty luxurious, not lascivious. The whole place. The whole place. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. Maybe that's also why Kyo and Yuki are looking around like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Toru pulls out a picture of her mom that's wrapped in like a Ziploc baggie so that she can enjoy the hot spring too. Um, and the hostess comes out and joins Toru. Um, she says the water is supposed to be good for her health. She asks about the photo. Toru explains that her mother passed away last year and that she wanted her to be able to enjoy the onsen as well. Um, and the hostess thinks that that's nice. The hostess also goes on to explain that her son is the monkey of the zodiac. Woo! <laughs> um, she said that she was nervous when she first heard about Toru knowing the family secret, fearing that that would endanger the them, like him, her son, and the other members of the zodiac. Um, but she apologizes for feeling that way, and is and she's relieved. She asks that when Toru meet her son to please treat him kindly like the others. And Toru says, of course. And she asks what he's like. And she's like imagining a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the hostess doesn't say anything. 
And uh, in this case, instead of seeing like stick figures, we see like a little bamboo fountain that I imagine like clonking down in the distance. (laughs) And then the hostess scream apologizes again, saying, from the world's point of view, he's like that. But deep down, he's very kind. He's my precious baby. And I'll apologize to the world. And Toru is like, okay, I'm sorry. I won't ask anymore. (laughs) Cut to later that night. The gang is chilling. And Momiji... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tells us that Richan is the name of the monkey. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Richan. So now we know the monkey's name as well. Um, Momiji also invites Toru to play ping pong because Kyo and Yuki probably won't play with him. And then we cut to Yuki and Kyo playing and Kyo, Kyo has rolled up his sleeves because obviously this is a serious competition. <laughs> Kyo hits the ball straight off of the table and Yuki's like, didn't I tell you that you have to let it bounce? And then Yuki picks it up and bounces it, I think, and gets a point. And <laughs> And then he's like, this is a bad idea. And Toru was like, good luck, Kyo, in the background. Um, and then Kyo flips the table, which is a, something that I didn't think that I'd be able to say about the series. <laughs> I mean, I talked, I knew that I'd be able to talk about him breaking the table and like other <laughs> stuff, but never flipping it. But of course, instead of flipping it, the table folds in half, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that I saw a guy try to flip a table at McDonald's? This is a side note. <laughs> These would be the tables that are rolled into the ground. Exactly! (laughs) (laughs) So I was in this McDonald's, which is like, by day, not that sketchy, but by night, very sketchy. As soon as the sun goes down, it's like super sketchy in there. And I had worked late, and I went to get like a burger or whatever, and I was just chilling. And I think that this guy, was I think he got in an argument with some girl that was there. And the girl left, and he was there for like like a, a second or two, or maybe like 30 seconds longer. And he went to like flip a table. And like, I saw the whole thing because because he was we were sitting like i was sitting far enough away from him that i could see it he stuck his hands on the table and he's like and tried to flip it but then nothing happened and then he slammed his hands down on the table and i was just like as soon as he walked away i was like ha, ha, ha. uh these are the things you get to see when you live in a city <laughs> and i was like i can't come here at night anymore like this is ridiculous remind me to never eat here again Oh, good times. Anyway, yeah. Are they all bolted? I guess most of them were bolted down, and I just never thought about it until I saw that guy. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, that's a side note. If I leave this in, you're welcome, everyone, for <laughs> this beautiful story of mine. Anyway, Kyo tries to flip the ping pong table, which of course folds it in half, and he's like, real men fight with their fists, and Yuki is like, you're the one who challenged me. This whole scene with Yuki and Kyo is like, perfect. Yeah. It's exactly like them. It was great. Yeah, I was going to take a note on like, different funny parts and I just wound up writing ping pong scene <laughs> instead of individual <laughs> the whole ping pong yeah you're right the whole ping pong scene is like the highlight of this of this aspect of this chapter I think yeah you're right it is funny the whole the whole scene is funny so he's like um Toru is like why don't you play with me and Kyo is like well it won't go easy on you because you're a girl so Yuki's like don't forget to let it bounce and Kyo is like shut up which is great <laughs> Um, I like how when he says, like, I won't go easy on you just because you're a girl, Toru's like, okay. Yeah, no no worries. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, she knows who Kyo is in his heart at this mm-hmm. point, I feel like. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, she's like, whatever. Um, and so Kyo serves, and suddenly this has turned into a sports manga once again because there's a little cut in the middle of the page with Toru, like, you can, it's like her face watching the ball coming. And she sees it coming, and she swings. And she says, ha, for power, of course, and completely misses it. So much so that the ball bounces, like, twice on the floor, and Momiji has a lot of time to, like, stare at it. And then Toru looks back at it, too. And then she turns back to Kyo, and she's like, I missed. (laughs) (laughs) It it reminded me of when she picks up Kagura, and she's like, I figured it out. Kagura's the boy. (laughs) 
serious. I missed. I missed. It was like, you really suck. <laughs> it was just like, uh, so good. Like it's so, mm-hmm. the way that it's represented where it's like, there's so much time for the, yeah. there's enough time for the ball to bounce <laughs> on the so. table bounce down and like roll away and then she turns around and looks at it and then she turns around back to him and faces him and says i missed <laughs> so <Yeah>. good <laughs> i laughed out loud anyway uh kyo says she really sucks so miji is like look who's talking so they start bickering of course as they are wont to do and yuki kind of stands silently in the background and then he awkwardly walks away and toru notices it and follows him also like how momiji is basically saying bring it in German. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, if you're going to do something, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little awkward, but yes. <laughs> Michi's like, bring it on. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Their arguing is funny. I like the way that Kyo and Mumiji bicker. They have a funny relationship. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a little sibling relationship or something. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside, Toru notices Yuki, or Toru asks if Yuki is okay. And he, it turns out that he's actually like cracking up in his Yuki way, and he says, like, you were so serious, it was so funny, which I agree with completely. Um, And she's like, you could have just laughed in front of me, and he's like, there's no fucking way I'd laugh in front of Kyo. That's not actually what he said, but that's how I interpreted it. (laughs) Everyone who's listening to this should understand that all of the dialogue, almost, unless I say that it's a direct quote, it's definitely interpretation on my part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially me. Let us sum up. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Anyway, he's like, there's no fucking way I'd laugh in front of Kyo. And he's also like, I haven't even laughed like that in front of my parents. And in my notes, there's a sad face next to that. It's like, <laughs> oh, precious. Which, of course, Yuki frowns a little, and so did I. Um, and so Yuki remembers something, and he pulls out the gift from earlier that he was looking at, and he hands it to her. He wanted to give it to her sooner, but the timing wasn't right. This is his white day gift that he's giving to her, his return gift. And so Toru opens it, and it's precious ribbons for her hair. And so she thanks him. And he says he didn't know what to get her, but he thought that they would be fitting. So she immediately undoes her precious French braid and ties her hair back with one of the ribbons. And her expression is so cute. Mm-hmm. We're finally back in the shoujo action, guys. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is what I'm in it for. But she like... She, with all the bubbles in the background. And her little face. She like ties the ribbon in her hair and then she looks up and with a little smile. It's so charming. Mm-hmm. Yuki smiles. His precious smile. And he picks up the ribbon. He like... Uh, wraps his fingers around the ribbon, I guess, and picks it up, the one that she's wearing in her hair. And he asks, do you like it, princess? And Toru blushes, and she says, yes, she does, and she's very touched. And he says, then I'm greatly honored. And she continues to blush and thinks he really is like a prince. So we transition back inside. You see them, like, walking in the background, and we see some of Toru's thoughts overlaid over the next couple of pages. And it says, mom, there are many princes in the Soma family. Handsome, cute, and kind. I'm really very happy to be able to spend time with them like this. That's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I'm so fucking happy to be with them. <laughs> <laughs> if I wrote Toy Story, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> be like, God damn it, Mom. I'm so happy to be with the fucking Somas. They're all so fucking great. <laughs> They're so fucking cute and fucking handsome. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome if I keep this in. <laughs> this is why there's a movie next to the podcast title. <laughs> I, I should have put the E in the uh, like I the image for the podcast yeah. so that's very clear. There should just be a big like censor bar on those the Onigiri or something. <laughs> um, like crying, laughing. Anyway, <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, that, that is why. It's my, my language choice. It's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> so we see her, later that night, we see her and Momiji laying down together, their futon side by side, and she thinks, tonight's another night that I, I must be thankful for. And she closes her eyes and thinks, I'm so fucking grateful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she says, I'm so grateful. <laughs> In the morning... The gang leaves, and the hostess is leaning on Kyo um, and letting them know not to hesitate to come back, which is really funny when she's mm -hmm. uh, seeing them off. And Toru says that she should take care of herself, or to take care of herself. Toru asks about Momiji. Um, she's, she's like, only be seeing you at the office now, right? And she asks if he's going into middle school next year. And he says, nope, he and Haru will be starting high school at their high school. And Toru's like, eh, eh, eh. And Yuki is like, didn't you know that Momiji and Haru are the same age? They're like a year younger than us. And Toru imagines both of them. And it's like, how? Like the whole left-hand side of the page is her saying, how? <laughs> and then she's like, I don't know what to be more surprised about. And Momiji's like, be surprised by all of it, which is really funny. <laughs> the last panel, um, we see Haru is visiting Shigure. And, and Shigure is like, what do you think of my return gift? Which is a maid outfit. And Haru is like, just make sure you don't get arrested, which is funny. <laughs> There's also an omake at the end of this chapter. Where Kyo is like, normally I hate girly stuff, like fortune telling, which is also funny because it's like, is fortune telling girly? Like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Only Didn't... if you don't use parrots. <laughs> it's a good reference. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can participate in parrot fortune telling. <laughs> anyway, he's like, normally I hate girly stuff like fortune telling, but do you think I'll beat Yuki? And she doesn't say anything. Then Kyo freaks out. And Yuki is like, you're very superstitious. You probably don't even whistle at night. And then in the corner, there's a tiny Toru Chibi Toru saying, if you whistle at night, burglars will come. <laughs> which makes me laugh every time I see it, which is specifically why I called out this omake. It's really funny. <laughs> Hana is in a lot of omake. I think we talked about this a couple episodes yeah. ago. Just, she adds a lot to the omakes, which is funny. And that's the end of chapter 16. <laughs> it's the end of volume, volume three. Yes. We did it again. It's like this keeps going. I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Progress. Fuck. Crazy. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so here's the things that I wanted to discuss. <laughs> um, I think uh, one thing I want to talk about is the Foolish, very, the foolish Traveler. Mm -hmm. of course which is the one of like i guess it's probably the real meat of like chapter 17 i think it's interesting that momiji has this perspective like the other kids he's like the other kids all laugh which is really sad um mm -hmm. but then he has some exposure to some of the harder things in life like he was the one who talked about the tori's story of him losing kana and he seems to have this kind of a specific uh, perspective about what is important to kind of cherish and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's like something related to some of the like social isolation and some of the negatives we've seen so far about the curse. Like maybe that's how he has that perspective instead of like the other kids in his class. Yeah. Yeah. So Just the, in general, even though he's like a fairly like childish character overall, he mm -hmm. keeps showing like a lot of maturity with regard to like emotional things like that. Mm -hmm. so. It's got a high EI, as we might say. Yes. <laughs> and then we learned, of course, we learned that there's another member of the Zodiac mm -hmm. um, whose name Richan, who's the monkey. So eventually we'll get to... Richan-san, as Toru says, is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have their teacher is back, who's awesome, mm -hmm. real sassy. That was kind of earlier in the chapter, but I don't have that much to say about it. I just, I just like every time that she's 
yeah. shown. It's she's, great. She's now established as a recurring teacher. Mm-hmm. In day. I thought it was funny how she's like, like background dialogue attributed to a teacher. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. The same teacher, at least every time. Yeah. I think this is um, the first direct mention of Yuki's parents. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, like I think you like, when they're going back for New Year's tour, it's like, oh, you guys probably haven't seen your parents in a long time, but they don't mm-hmm. really comment on it. But yeah. this is yeah. Yuki directly mentioning his parents. Yeah, I guess it implies... Might be the first mention of, like, any of the character, any of the son's parents. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I don't think any of the ones that we've met yet have talked about their parents at all. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. He, it's it implied to be a strained or stoic in some way relationship. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, uh, like a... It doesn't seem like... I guess, like, he says he never left like that around them, so at least it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, maybe, a, like, a warm kind of home life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely... You're right. I don't think any of them talked about their parents at all, which is something to note, I think. Yeah. We've met so many characters. I mean, we actually... On the flip side, though, we saw... We met... We didn't meet Richan, but we met Richan's mother. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Richan-san's mother. Yeah, I think especially in contrast to, you know, like, Toru's parents come up a lot. Mm-hmm. Even her mother mm-hmm. comes to the hot yeah. spring, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Kind of noticeable notable by its lack of mention yeah the other character's parents yep you're right um it's funny how momiji kept picking on kyo like multiple times he was like you got the hots for toru mm-hmm. you just want to sleep with toru <laughs> like whatever i like how kyo also thought it was appropriate to give her the gift of spending time with yuki <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh kyo i will tolerate yuki for you <laughs> yeah i mean of course she appreciated it but yeah. you know I also think um, Yuki's reaction to that is interesting. Mm-hmm. He's like, first the date, now this. Like, he seems surprised that Kyo, Kyo kind of maturing a bit in yeah. being willing to do things that he normally wouldn't be willing to do for Toru's sake. For sure. It did seem like he was annoyed to me. I don't know if that's how I think he was across. surprised at first and then kind of like, well, I guess there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Like, I think there was kind of a noticeable, like, oh, really? And then, yeah. like, oh, now I have to deal with him. But <laughs> He was probably looking forward to, like, a quiet onsen trip with, like, him and Toru yeah. and Momiji. And then, because when Momiji and Kyo are together, obviously they they fight. Like, this is, they fought, like, three or four times in this these two chapters. Yeah. So, which is funny for us, but for Yuki, I'm sure. It's yeah. probably fucking annoying. Yeah. It was interesting. His reactions are just too. And then, of course, we got the um, amazing and glorious scene where he gives her the ribbons, which I think mm-hmm. is a really thoughtful gift. Uh, Yuki's always, and he helped her study, too. Like, mm-hmm. Yuki, and then she thanked him, and, of course, he did his, like, oh, I didn't, didn't help that much, but he had his cute smile. I wonder if that counts as his, like, natural smile at school mm-hmm. that Toru wanted him to have, she said, yeah. in the garden scene. Yeah, I made a note that these were very ship-teasy chapters. They are, yeah. <laughs> They are, but at least we get even ship teasing. Yeah, <laughs> like chapter seventeen had more with Kyo. And yeah, eighteen had more with Yuki. When they're up on the roof, we get the whole scene with Yuki this time, where he's giving her the gift, and it's obviously a thoughtful gift, and she really appreciates it. And he he's very charming about it. It's very mm-hmm. very sweet. Very princely, but in a genuine way. <laughs> do you think that there's a Momiji ship cheese anywhere in here, or is it just them two? <laughs> Out of curiosity. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You could kind of see it as a one-sided thing from Momiji's angle, at least. Yeah, he's <laughs> trying to. how old Momiji is. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to hang out with her. He's trying to spend time with her. He's like, I'll take Toru on a magical <laughs> onsen adventure. That's the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah, who knows? I, it doesn't seem like a, there's a lot. Yeah. It'd be funny if it's like, yeah, me and Toru are going to the onsen, and these two losers aren't coming. <laughs> Bye. <just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I wonder if that was his plan all along. But I don't think so. I think yeah. he's just being nice. I think Momichi doesn't know. It's like he's super excited. It's, it's also kind of... Um, I feel like this aspect of you his are. character... Huh? I was saying, I was saying it clearly wasn't because he was the one badgering them to come. <laughs> yeah. Funny he, if he didn't. <laughs> he was also just like, Kyo, you here coming? And they were like, yeah. what? <laughs> I think it was... This chapter... Um, or like Momichi... Some of the things Momichi does remind me kind of of Kagura, actually. Where he's just like, I know what I'll do. Onsen trip. Everybody's coming. <laughs> like, And then... be And like kind of the way that he teases... I don't know, like teases Kyo or kind of... He amps up the energy a lot. Um, like, it's a little bit similar to Kakura. It's not exactly the same, but he's also kind of a, like, big character, I think, like she is. Mm-hmm. He instigates a lot, like she does. So to hassle Kyo. <laughs> yeah, who, who doesn't know how to hassle Kyo, though? <laughs> Kyo's friends know how to hassle Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I guess we could talk about the onsen lady. <laughs> she's she's funny. Actually, she's charming. Yeah. Um, her in general, but I also had a note that she treats Kyo fairly kindly yeah she said oh she said when she was screaming at him that she was he's the cat but he believed she believed he was a good boy he was a good boy yeah referring to him with the same kind of respect that she refers to Yuki and everything yeah exactly kind of interesting and nice Mm -hmm. she seems to know him well too because she was like oh you guys are still like uh I don't think I called it out in my summary but when they go to the room before they argue he's like what I have to share a room with that damn rat or whatever Mm -hmm. that's not what he says he's probably like I have to share the room with Yuki and she's like oh you guys just you get along the same as you always have ha 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 or whatever Mm -hmm. and like uh, says that they can divide the room with the screen if they want to but yeah so it's funny so she knows about their relationship too which indicates Mm -hmm. that she knows him pretty well I think I mean, I guess a lot of the Somas know that Kyo and Yuki fight, but yeah. someone who doesn't even live in the main house, like she lives at the onsen, um, so she lives outside of the main house. So it's not like she has like access to them to see their relationship. So, I mean, she mm-hmm. knows what's going on, I guess, which is nice. And yeah, she treats him just the same as everybody, as uh, the others, which is nice too. Not all of them do that, as we've learned, right? Yeah. It's a good note. And she's uh, she's funny. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think she, does she come back? This might be a minor spoiler, I guess, but she's a recurring character, right? I think she comes back at least once. I don't know how yeah. often. Not too much, but I think at least once. I also like the way she's drawn. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. It's got some ASMR sound, page flipping sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about... um, I like the way that people draw hair in manga. This is a side yeah. note. But it, her hair is... Well, she has a lot of hair. She's really um, expressive, which is nice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the onsen lady is charming. I mean, I don't know. She's yeah. a, she's a good character. <laughs> I just flipped to the scene with Torres uh, trying to hit the ball, and her face is so serious. It's really funny. <laughs> Completely agree with Yuki. The whole yeah, I like how you're like funny things that happened. Ping pong scene. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, I was gonna be like like Yuki calmly <laughs> trying to tell Kyo the rules, <laughs> and then I was like Kyo flipping the table, but it folds, <laughs> and I was like Tor hitting the ball, and she misses. I was like, I'm just gonna write this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, the whole scene was really funny. It's great. It also, like, really, it highlights all their characters. I feel like when Mm -hmm. I was writing the summaries for these, I was like, I have to write a lot of dialogue. There's just scenes of them sitting and, like, talking. But all of Mm -hmm. them are, like, really hitting all these notes of their, like, relationship with each other. Which is good, because their relationships are all starting to change. Yeah. I think it's another thing where I mentioned before how, like, even though Yuhu will, like, kind of be above it all, a lot of times he'll get just as into the (laughs) competition that... Kyo is dragging them into <laughs> and because like Momiji's like neither of them will play with me because <laughs> they're like both kind of, yeah, they're, they only want to play with each other yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was also funny 
But then Toru's like, play with me, and so Kyo plays with her, which is also funny. I liked how um, they're kind of... Kyo Kyo and Yuki, they're still doing the thing where they're, like, on the lookout for things that are happening to Toru. Like, they were watching her when she was talking to the teacher, and then, like, they're kind of walking behind them when they go to the onsen. It's, like, very... uh, They're very protective of her, and it's very charming. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It seems like there's kind of an unspoken understanding there mm-hmm. like that they're both looking out for Toru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like. And they're both cool with it and they're like, okay, like yeah. we're, we're both on the same page when we're looking out for Toru. Any other time we are fighting about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It was a good, these were good two chapters. I don't have any mm-hmm. other things to say that were not spoilery. Yeah. So. Alright. Except for Parrot they're Fortune nice. Telling. They're more than, yeah. <laughs> they're nice. I like there's they're more charming than I remembered them being. Mm-hmm. Like, I remembered the events of the chapter happening, but not so much, like, all the details. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, I feel the same way. Especially, like, I, re- I clearly remember, like, the scene where Yuki gives her the ribbons. But there's something about it where I was, like, kind of meh about it before. And this time, right away, and I was like, it's so charming. He's so happy. Mm-hmm. She's so happy. They're all, like, and especially the scene where they're talking about their marks um, on their stuff. Like, I didn't really remember that. And Yuki's smile is so great, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cute. The whole, the whole, these two chapters were nice. It was a nice, also nice and charming to get to see them all hanging out. Okay. Mm-hmm. In that case, we'll move on to spoilers. So thank you all for listening. Next time we'll talk about, uh, we'll go move on to volume four. Mm-hmm. Who's on volume four? I didn't even look. Shigure is on volume four. Oh my God. You mean the guy I couldn't remember all this episode? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's on volume four? I don't know this guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> The first Soma that we meet in the series, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>
And I liked the way that Momiji turned that. Like, Kyo and Yuki, they were kind of like, why is she like that? I don't get it. Or whatever. And Momiji <clears> turned that on, on them and was like, well, he like uh, that scene where he's like, when you when you close your eyes, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I made myself a note that it was like, do you think? So in this scene, this is also related to shipping stuff, but do you think this is like starting to set up this like love triangle? Or do you think it's still platonic between Yuki and Kyo and... And Tor and you wait, you can go and Toru. Wow, I can say things today. <laughs> I I don't know. That scene is really difficult to interpret. Like it's so it's I understand intrinsically what it is. The one where he's like, When you close your eyes, what do you see? Yeah. I never really thought of it in the terms of I don't think trying so. really. Yeah. Maybe it's I not the like the how was just like like how did we not notice she was like that or something? Yeah. That's what I, how I always kind of interpreted it. Me too. Yeah. I think it's like it's that's it's weird it's like obvious I just wanted to I think we talked about it I think I talked about it but I was like I wanted to look it up because I wanted to see if the other dialogue was like more it changed something about it or was clearer or whatever but it's purposefully vague yeah it's yeah. like how did we how did we not see this how do we not understand it I don't know yeah how is she like that you could interpret yeah. it that way mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I don't know I like it it's really vague yeah <laughs> vagueness leaves room for uh, yeah. interpretation Another note on the Foolish Traveler is that way, way later in the story, Momiji tells the Foolish Traveler story to Akito. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, mm -hmm. at the end, right? Yeah. Is that when they're outside and the hospital? At the, outside the hospital, yeah. Yeah. And I think, he, and I think in that term, at that point, it's used, used to refer to Kareno. Mm-hmm. And Kareno's kind of the I same. also Toru, but kind of. It's both of them. Yeah, they both made well. I mean, it's pointed out. I think that they both made sacrifices for the people that they loved, mm -hmm. or whatever. They did made sacrifices for, like, in the for the benefit of people that they love. Mm -hmm. Kareno yeah, and I think Toru. at that moment when Momiji's telling him, it's because Akito's like he had just visited Kareno and was like, "How is he like that?" Because yeah, how can he still be not, not mad at her after? She yeah, exactly. Stabbed him. <laughs> exactly. How can he still be like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And then that led to her led to Akito visiting Toru, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it, like it helped Akito not be afraid to visit Toru mm -hmm. in that part, because Akito at that point Akito is still really afraid of being rejected by mm -hmm. everyone, in particular those people that she hurt the most, right? Yeah, because she's just now accepted that she's been pretty awful to a lot of people, and so mm -hmm. you know would deserve to be rejected, and so she's afraid of like, talking to the people now. Mm -hmm. But Kareno and Toru are the best two people to talk to because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Toru like holds out her hand again, like she did at the house, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, it's a good scene too. Mm -hmm. One of our listeners commented that this scene is also referenced by Kyo. So like, there's a part I looked it up later. It's in the beach arc, which is volume eleven, chapter sixty-two, where Kyo is thinking about her when Kyo admits to, I guess, to himself that he loves her. He also remembers this part of the this like the scene where it's like, when you close your eyes, what do you think? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Did I say the person's Twitter handle? It's xgirl109. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. It's funny how many things get set up. This yeah. is, we're still in the first, like, three volumes out of, I don't know, 22 mm -hmm. or something. So this is, like, not even, it's the first, like, sixth of the series or something. Yeah. So many things have getting, that are going to get you come over and over again are getting set up. So. Mm -hmm. can't remember if this comes up at any other time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe she's just walking around being like, let me tell you the story about a foolish yeah. traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good, um, like, I don't know, it's an analogy for them, I guess. Allegory. Allegory, yeah. <laughs> that. 
lascivious. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the scene where Kyo says he'll go to is really funny. There's and also there's multiple scenes of them at the laundry, like when Tori's hanging up laundry. Like obviously there's the one most notably perhaps there's the one where they hug through the sheet. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if there are any more. I feel like there is, but I can't think of one in particular. I can't think of any other ones, but for sure there's these, there's multiple scenes of Toru hanging up laundry and I'm pretty sure it's like Kyo and Toru. It's like Kyo, Toru goes to talk to Kyo on the roof and Kyo goes to talk to Toru when she's doing laundry. It's like, it's like a scene where they, it's an, it's a setting where they tend to have these like really heartfelt scenes. So it's kind of interesting that it's like, it's almost, it's setting that up for later, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't think it's really narratively setting something up but it's set up as a place now where they have like private conversations i think yeah um, it reminded me of that when i saw that scene mm-hmm. and i always think it's kind of ironic that momiji teases kyo so hard about having a crush on toru when then later he develops feelings for her or has them mm-hmm. as far as we can yeah. tell in these scenes too so mm-hmm. he's like oh kyo has the hots kyo, kyo mm-hmm. wants to you just want to like sleep with in toru's room or whatever like multiple times in these chapters but then yeah. I don't know. So he's just like deflecting that onto Kyo or something. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, he sees he sees what Toru doesn't see, which is that he does actually have a crush on her. So I wonder if yeah, he also ends up like using that same kind of teasing to kind of get Kyo to get off his ass and do something about it mm-hmm. much later on. So many people have to tease Kyo to get him to get off his ass and do yeah. something about it. <laughs> and people have to do that to Toru too, which is also funny. Kagura yeah. had to do it to Toru. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought I don't. I don't think there's anything super important narratively to say, except that it's just like it's recurring, and mm-hmm. and this is the beginning. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the the inn, the the super whatever, the steamy onsen adventure, whatever Momiji <laughs> called it? Um, so at the at the onsen, I thought it was interesting. This is a, like a really small side note, but the hostess said that she doesn't do any of the like hosting stuff anymore. Like she usually, it said like I watch from the shadows or whatever. And Kyo mm-hmm. thinks like, oh, well, aren't, you're not in Okami anymore then, or whatever, right? It kind of reminded me of how Hattori said he doesn't, he only practices within the Soma family now. Mm-hmm. And so we know both of them are impacted by the curse because she's Ritsu's mother. So I wonder if that's mm-hmm. kind of like part of the toll that the curse has taken on her. I don't mm-hmm. think, we, there's no canon to support any of that, but I thought it was interesting, at least, that that happened to both of them. Both of these people who had these like, sort of like public professions Mm-hmm. they're now sort of I mean it doesn't say that they don't have guests but yeah I think it's sort of like sort of the isolation of mm-hmm. being associated with the Zodiac mm-hmm. yeah I think so it's like even the people who aren't directly in there wind up being affected by it mm-hmm. they are I mean I think we see other evidence of other family members and parents being affected by people who are in the Zodiac like um yeah yeah I was gonna make a mention that um when we get Momiji's backstory he talks about how the parents of the zodiac animals they tend to either get really overprotective or completely reject the kid Mm -hmm. and so you see like Ritsu's mother is obviously kind of protective Mm -hmm. of him even though we haven't met Ritsu yet but just from the way she talks about him talks about how she was worried about and the others too about the curse she said she's worried about like Yuki and Kyo or it's implied she's talking about Yuki Kyo and Momiji but yeah she's how she's worried Mm -hmm. about the others and of course, we get Hiro and his relationship with his his parents or his mother. I guess mm-hmm. we see like it affecting other people in different ways too. Like Yuki's parents, like we see Yuki's mother has this yeah, kind of gonna, like high and mighty attitude. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say it was like they either 
you know, we're protective or reject them. And like, unless you're Yuki and Ayama's parents and you just see dollar signs. Yeah, basically, I was going to say, there's some who get like an additional different type of benefit. It's like people who get completely, their lives get completely screwed up, like Momiji's mother, or they figure out a way to like use it to their advantage, like Yuki and Ayame's mother. I guess like it's just another view on how people who are, are impacted, not even just the directly the Junishi, people who know them are also impacted by the curse too. Mm-hmm. Which is like another red flag for Toru, <laughs> but yeah. she won't see it. So <laughs> Toru is like, please get out. <laughs> and then, of course, Toru said that she should, her health should be her primary. Uh, Toru said that the hostess's health should be her primary concern because, of course, we know how Toru feels about people's health. So it's mm-hmm. another little minor spoiler or like another thing to pile on top of people, her worrying about how, how people are healthy or not. Yeah. We also had her uh, worrying about forgetting her mom when she mm-hmm. like, going to the onsen. <laughs> Yes, that was, I felt like this time that I read this, it was very striking. Mm-hmm. Immediately she's worried. The first, so like the very first thing that she says is like, well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't leave mom here. Mm-hmm. And then she brings her, which is I, it's fine, but I just think it's interesting that she was so worried. And she's like, would it, she's like, if I go, then mom will be mad at me or something. Like she's, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she's worried. Yeah, she's about like, would it. she forgive me? Yeah, would she forgive me yeah. for going and like having fun or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really intense. It just clearly shows how she's still impacted by the loss of her mother. We talked about, I mean, she has this, like, you know, she hasn't really grieved her mother's loss yet. She's still deeply Mm -hmm. impacted by it and kind of in an unhealthy way, I think. Like, she's really obsessed with how her mother might take some of her behavior or whatever. Um, She's still very attached to her. This is just the beginning of hinting at that. Definitely still somewhere in the middle of that uh, grief cycle. Yeah, which is, it's, I'm sure it's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting how how strong her reaction was and that it was all focused on her mother. Not yeah. like, oh, I can't take time off or, oh, like, I need to help somebody else. It was like, mom, my mom will be, oh, my mom, will my mom forgive me if I go do this fun thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was really sad. And they're just like, it's fine. It's just a hot spring. Like, mm-hmm. Multiple times people, different characters thought that. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it gets kind of played off as just part of her like overreaction to mm-hmm. the luxury of going to the onsen. Mm-hmm. But once you know the later stuff. Yeah. It's definitely beyond that for sure. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we heard about Ritsu. Of course we know why the hostess was apologizing about him <laughs> or whatever right off the bat. And she's like, Deep down he's a good person or whatever. I was like, Of course yeah. he's a good person, but yeah. I'm sure I like how she's like She's like, to the rest of the world. Yeah, he's that way or something. that way, but but he really is a good boy. Yeah. More like she's apologizing for, like, how the world sees him rather than him him himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I thought her, um, the hostess's reaction about Ritsu is really charming. She's like, I Mm -hmm. love him, and he's, he's, but he's my precious boy or whatever. (laughs) It's really charming. I used to think, like, um, the hostess is obviously kind of a gag. Like, her, her scream apologizing is a gag. But yeah. this time I noticed in her dialogue, it's nice how much she cares about the Zodiac and Kyo, like we talked about in the mm-hmm. in the um, thing. Like, she's actually more on par with, like, I don't know, like, Hero's mom or something, mm-hmm. who I always think is, like, the quintessential nice mom of the of the Zodiac. Yeah. But, yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I really, I thought it was nice how kind, how, like, how much it seems like she cares about the Zodiac and has been involved with them and understands them mm-hmm. um, and open to them, even including Kyo. So yeah, yeah, it's cute. I mean, these are like little tiny pieces of dialogue that we're looking at, but I think like it implies a lot about her, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, we'll get to meet Ritsu later too. That'll be fun. Yep. I think he's uh he shows up like just before or just after the true form arc. I can't remember which I think just after yeah, I want to say it's after. I think it's just after, but I think we're confused because in the anime it's before because they moved a bunch of stuff yeah. around so that it would be the climax. Yeah, I think Ritsu and Hiro both came after. They did. Hiro did for sure. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, yeah, but yeah, both of those got moved to before to make the whole true form arc the climax, which makes sense. Yeah. It'd be weird to would be weird to end on <laughs> Ritsu meeting, spilling meeting milk Ritsu everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like climax. Yeah. Hero is a hero is like a mean kid Hero's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any other spoilers. No, that's all I had. All right, cool. This was <laughs> these were good. I enjoyed these chapters. Yeah, you're charming. Mm-hmm. Especially the hot spring hostess. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to see her voice acted. <laughs> yeah, that'll be exciting. <laughs> I hope it's as exciting as the first one. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking I did really enjoy the. The first anime interpretation of her, <laughs> both in the voice acting and the animation, because I was remembering one of the parts where she's like, I apologize to the world. I can she, remember she's it. She's like, head, like the Yeah. <laughs> the animation, which is really funny. Yeah, she makes a lot of weird, like, sound effects. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that she, like, leans on Kyo when they're leaving cracks me up yeah. every time I see it. And I was like, ah, yeah, there it like is. Just her head. Like, she's not, like, full body leaning on him because <laughs> that would be a bad idea, but she's still leaning her head on him. She's using him as much as she can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kyo is, like, the, it's, like, the most annoyed person to pick, which is funny. Yeah. Okay, she's not doing anything about it. He's just like, get off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, she's and I mean, she's kind to him, and it's physical yeah. contact with him, which a lot of them don't do too. So mm-hmm. there's that too. Yeah, a lot of them are like, oh, I don't want to touch the monster or whatever. Especially Akito, but Akito and his dad. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Under the uh, the terrible end of the <laughs> parent spectrum. Yeah. Basically, maybe the most. I don't know. I think Rins might be worse. I think Rins are worse because they <laughs> were under a facade. For, I was just thinking about it, and I just remembered that scene in my head where. They like yell at her at the table, and she's like a little kid. Yeah, didn't they like physically? It's heartbreaking. Mean her too? Probably, I think so. <laughs> Rin Rin has is in one of the most terrible situations I think of yeah, all the every, Zodiac. Like, everything about Rin's life is terrible, except for Haru. <laughs> Basically, and that's why their relationship is <laughs> so why great. So close to each other. Yeah, I like how Yuki like tries to be friends. She like tries to remove herself from so many situations, but I like how Yuki Yuki's trying to like connect with her, mm-hmm. but she refuses to connect with him. Yeah. Because I think, like, this is so off-topic for the spoilers. Yeah, and, well, I'll, but, maybe I'll cut it, yeah, but it's fine. But, uh, yeah, because, like, I think... The people are here for spoilers. <laughs> like, other than Haru, Yuki probably knew her the best. Probably. He didn't know her that well, because she was hanging out with Haru, who was hanging out with Yuki when yeah. they were younger. Didn't he say that she would just leave? Um, yeah. Like, isn't it canon? Yeah, she would go and she would leave because she heard Akito coming or whatever. Yeah. So that Haru didn't get in trouble. Yeah, to like delay whatever made or whatever was coming so that Haru would be able to leave and not get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Rin's a good character. I can't wait till we get to talk about her. Mm-hmm. She's one of my favorites, personally. Yeah, I'm so excited to see all the manga-only characters animated, too. Yes, I can't wait to hear Rin's voice. I was also reading her dialogue, and I was like, this is going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's probably going to be like next year. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, she'll be in the first season. I wonder when do you think the when do you think the climax of this season is going to be, like the like the true form? I think it might be because that's about the right time. Mm-hmm. Since basically, like they cut a couple of things and moved Hiro and Ritsu in to the original anime, so maybe if they mm-hmm. don't cut those things, then it'll be about the same time. Yeah, I could see that being a good season finale. Yeah, it's definitely the most dramatic early event. 
it sets up also sets up a lot of things just like her just like toru leaving it kind of also it sets the pace for the next bit of chapters right yeah so okay i think it's it for this episode slash maybe too much yeah. although hero and kisa are <laughs> oh. in the uh the credits yeah that's like, true show up. maybe the climax will be hero turning into yeah. a sheep <laughs> 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 or Kisa fighting Toru's hand and that's the end of the yeah. credits play <laughs> oh I love Kisa too yeah she's cute yeah. I think that's the end and slash maybe too much yeah. <laughs> of this this episode <laughs> so I'll cut it off thank you all for listening we'll see you next time to talk about chapter 19 and 20 or just 19 19 and 20 <laughs> <laughs> what happens in chapter 19 and 20 Oh. Okay. Well, actually, sure. I have, actually, I have volume four right in front of me. Let me. Haru and Momiji, and then there's a keto showing up. Oh, when they come to school. So those would probably be good paired because the keto shows up at the end of yeah, they're at school. chapter 19, and then dun, dun, transitions dun. into that with chapter 20. So, yeah. All right. Good. Next time we'll talk about chapters 19 and 20. <laughs> anyway, if I haven't cut all of that, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.